Hello, and welcome to Wellness Wednesday with 3W. Wellness Wednesday is sponsored by 3W Medical for Women, a nonprofit medical clinic offering free of charge or low cost reproductive health services to women in the Seattle area, regardless of income or insurance status. 3W does not profit off of the reproductive health choices women make. The information shared in this podcast is the opinion of the speaker or speakers. Medical information is not intended as individual medical consultation, but for general education only. Always consult your own health professional for personalized advice regarding medical decisions. And if you're in the Seattle area, consider making an appointment to consult with us. I'm Helen Nguyen, CEO and co-founder of 3W Medical for Women and the host of today's podcast. Hi, Wellness Wednesday listeners. This is Helen Nguyen from 3W Medical for Women. Thank you so much again for joining us on this podcast episode. Today, we're talking about a topic that's very near and dear to my heart. I feel like I'm talking about it all the time now that I've been going through this. Uh, We're here to talk about adoption and the process. And I'm going to share with you all my personal process and journey towards adoption as well as I have a dear friend here. Her name is Anna. She and her husband adopted their their baby girl, Valentina. Yeah. How many years now, Anna? Three. Oh Three years. Gosh. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> Time just flies by. But we're going to just share our experience. And some of it is very similar. Some of it is is quite different. But I thought you'd like to hear more about the adoption process because I don't think it's talked about enough. I don't think it's normalized enough. And I really feel like more people who have gone to the process of adoption, we need to talk about it because it's a beautiful thing. It's an important thing that happens in our community and our society today. And hopefully it will encourage more and more people to look into it. And it's not some scary, daunting thing. And 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 I guess I want to just say that it could be in the beginning it was very much this scary unknown thing right and like yeah. where do you even start <laughs> i i don't even know <laughs> so, so anyways and you know my you know you've been hearing about my my husband and and uh, and my personal story of infertility and and how it, that led us to and look into adoption but i wanted to give you another perspective as well cuz you and and mark anna you you have a biological child. We do. We have a nine and a half year old biological daughter. Oh my gosh! I can't mm-hmm. believe she's nine. Yeah, that makes me feel really old. I know we're hitting double digits in September, <laughs> and I met you when she was in here. She was. Yeah, she was in in your belly. <laughs> in your was. belly. Yeah. So so Anna, let's let's dive into this. Sure. How how did you and Mark decide? Okay, it's it, let's look into adoption. Yeah. Where, where did you guys start? Oh man. Well, I think for me, the uh, the idea of adoption had been there for a long time. I I, I want to say it started when I was single and I was like young, but really, as I'm playing with my kids and our and their toys, I think in the '80s, like when I was a kid, the <laughs> idea was planted. We I had so many Cabbage Patch kids, Aww. right? That sounds hokey, I know, but they came with like their adoption certificates, and then we had Aww. pound puppies that you would adopt. Yeah, you know? yeah. And so as my kids are playing with their toys now, and I'm, they're like, we're gonna this thing I'm like oh okay so like the seeds were planted a long time ago yes. I feel like and then when I was single my first job out of college was I was a family resource coordinator for a birth to three program so we worked with infants and toddlers with developmental delays and mm. I 
I had to work with some kids who had gone into the foster system and I had mm. seen them in their in their sort of a home environment. And then I mm-hmm. saw them for some reason or another, they ended up with a foster family. And I saw the difference between them being maybe in this like toxic sort of home environment and then how they flourished and changed in a in a different environment with a family that was more in tune with them and, and nourishing to them. N- no offense to their biological family. It's just you know, I was a psychology major, right? And we talked a lot about nurture versus nature. Yeah. And I just saw this sort of coming to life in front of me. And I thought, mm-hmm. wow, that's really amazing that you can affect a child's life. That if mm-hmm. you, we know that, that that period of development is so crucial in the early times. Yeah. And I saw these kids, flirt, you know, they, I saw how they maybe just were like stuck in, in inside their own little world and then mm-hmm. placed in the right environment. They, they flourished, flourished and they grew. Mm-hmm. And I thought well, that would be so great. I was coming into, I'm Catholic. Yeah. I was coming into my faith and, and as I finished college and I thought, wow, what a great like way to see sort of marry your faith with, with your life and to, to provide a, a nice stable home for a child that might need one. So, um, so I think the seeds were, were then they kept being planted. Yeah. Mark and I got married and we, we of course were like, let's have those babies right away. (laughs) And you know, that wasn't really in in God's plan for us. Mm-hmm. We had mm-hmm. we had some some losses along mm-hmm. the way, and mm-hmm. and so we were like, well, what does this mean for our life, and and what are we thinking of? And I I approached him and I said, you know, I've always kind of wanted to adopt. How do you mm-hmm. feel about that? Mm-hmm. And so you know, he prayed about it and he thought about it and he said, you know, let's let's give it a try. Let's see. And so we started the the paperwork. We started. We met with a couple of adoption agencies and we started the ball rolling. And then we found out we were pregnant with Mar- Mariana, who's my older daughter. Oh, my gosh. And uh, and so we were like, okay, well, let's put this on pause. We had okay. her, the agency that we were working with said, well, you, there has to be a two-year age gap between the kids, so you can't, you know, apply right away. Oh. And so we sort of put it on hold. And then parenthood, of course, is... <laughs> Is encompassing. It is harder than we thought it would be. And so we didn't revisit the conversation about adoption until our daughter was maybe like four or five and she was talking about siblings and, you know, infertility was still in the picture, but also adoption is still in our hearts. So we, we said, well, let's give it a go and see. I mean, this is kind of our, our thing, right? We let's give it a go and see what happens. And if God doesn't mean for it to happen, then he's going to stop us. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And he has stopped us for certain things. But for adoption, it kind of just, we've put our hat in the ring. We um, asked around. I joined different Facebook groups and just kind of reached out to people that I knew had adopted and Mm -hmm. adult adoptees. I asked about their experience. Mm -hmm. I had friends who had adopted, so I talked Mm -hmm. to them about their experience. And then I joined Facebook groups to sort of like feel it out and see what that looked like. Yeah. And then my husband, Mark, he's a very faithful, wonderful man. And he was like, well, let's go for it and see what happens. And then we got matched with uh, Valentina's birth mom. Okay. And then she came along. So yeah, I want to say from start to finish, it took about nine months Wow, for her. Oh, from when we started to being matched, it was nine months. And then she, for her to come home with us, it was probably a little over a year. And wow. Change. wow. So yeah, long, long story <laughs> short, from Cabbage Patch Kids to... <laughs> A physical kid, a real kid named Valentina, who's adorable. So let's back up a little bit. Sure. So why did you decide to go with an agency versus Uh, a private adoption versus international? Yeah. So actually, our first that first agency I was talking about before we had Mariana was international. We're looking to adopt from the Philippines. Okay. Because my husband and I are both Filipino. Mm -hmm. So that was something that we looked into and then... When we went back to it, they weren't doing adoptions anymore. So wow. when our older daughter was 
four or five and we started looking into it, they weren't doing it anymore. We were like, okay, mm-hmm. well, let's see what happens. And so I, I joined various adoption groups on mm-hmm. Facebook. Mm-hmm. One of them was like a, it was like a Catholic foster adoptive group. Mm-hmm. And somebody had mentioned this, this agency and, and I was like, okay, well, they, they sound, they sound good. And then, and they're, they're not in business anymore. Just <laughs> So, yeah, yeah. Um, but I said, well, okay, well, we'll talk to them and see how it, and, and we talked to them and it sounded good. So we, you know, threw our hats in the ring and just wanted to see what happened. Did you kind of shop around or did you just went with that um, agency? Cause it felt, just felt right. Or it just something? felt right. So I think we just went with them. I mean, we had talked initially before we had Mariano, we had looked around to different agencies, mm-hmm. but by the time we came back to it four years later, it looked a lot different, like who was still yeah. around and who yeah. wasn't around. And and I had heard the stories online of people who had just like adopted privately. So they mm-hmm. just sort of got advertised matched. themselves yeah. and then got yeah. themselves matched. I guess I just didn't do too much research. I was like, well, that sounds good. And then we <laughs> <laughs> and then we talked to them and we're like, sure, let's give it a try. And then, yeah. you know, if it doesn't work, then we'll try someone else. Yeah. So I think that's we, we talked to the person who owned it and it sounded good. And yeah, well, with that. So cool. Yeah. Well, you know, Anna, it's, it was this for me personally, having the ability to reach out to someone like you when we were starting our adoption process was so wonderful and supportive. And I hope you know that I'm so (laughs) grateful for you always being available to talk to me about that kind of stuff. But we, we, we wanted to go private. Yeah. So for two, we did our home study, which is like a whole nother part of the process. The home study. Home study. Whoa. Home talk, study. Talk about invasive. Oh my gosh, invasive. <laughs> right? Yeah. Having a stranger, a social worker. Right. Coming to your home. All up in your business. All up in your business. <laughs> in a good way. Yes. In a good way. Yeah. I I mean, I get why they had to do it. Right, right, right. 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 I get I get it because they don't want to place a child in totally. a place that's not safe. But whoa, what that was really nerve wracking. Right? Yeah. I cleaned my house so many times. <laughs> <laughs> are the pillows okay, Steve? And he's like, I don't think they're going to worry right. how clean the pillows are. I'm like, you don't know that. <laughs> I don't think our social worker even went upstairs. I was like, we got to make everything perfect. <laughs> and she's like, I trust it's okay. I'm like, oh, you're not even going upstairs and cleaned it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So we, for us, we did, we were like, okay, are we going to go private? Are we going to go agency and for for us we were like okay we're we're, let's just do the home study and then fostering was also on the table yeah and personally for me i just felt i could i couldn't do it Mm. my husband was very open to it but i just felt like and i i guess i wanted to ask you that too you know why didn't you go the fostering route not to say that there aren't children in need right in foster care oh my gosh i think there's Tons yeah. and tons and tons and tons. For me, it was just like the thought of a child coming into my home and not being able to keep them. Right. Which is hard. To, yeah. It was like that stage in my life where I was like, I can't, I'm not going to be able to let them go. Yeah. And to see them, to see our door being kind of a revolving door mm-hmm. kind of situation, what I think was just too hard for me. And how about you guys? Did you guys, was fostering ever on the table? I mean, I think fostering is what it definitely was on the table and it's not out of the realm of possibility for the future. Awesome. I feel like when we, when we were setting out to adopt, I think our, 
when we had our older daughter mm-hmm. and when we got to sort of know her personality as she grew up, we knew that 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 she's a very sensitive kid and that mm. we didn't think that that sort of scenario would be okay with her. Mm. Like she gets attached to things. Yeah. And so we thought for our own family dynamic, maybe not while she's young, like yeah. maybe while she's, when she's older and yeah. she can sort of handle that sort of thing. That's so wise. Yeah. And I think, wow. you know, with a lot of things with adoption, you know, you t- we talk about home studies and like there are a lot of conversations that need to happen between you and your husband or, you know, a lot of conversations you have, you have to have with yourself uh, on what am I okay with and mm-hmm. what there's so many questions that you don't really ask yourself before you have a biological child. Yeah. You know, you just have have them. <laughs> I mean, we had to go through extra steps, of course, to yeah. to have our older one, but uh, go NAPRO. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, like, you know, we had to have conversations like what? What, what age and yeah. and what what level of disability might we be okay with raising mm-hmm. and and how will this affect our family dynamic and what is our family prepared to to take to on take on yeah and I've talked to other friends that thought about adopting and you know we did we did domestic um, mm-hmm. one of our daughters is not the same race as us you know mm-hmm. there's there's all these different discussions and I would talk to other people and they're like well I'm just not I'm my I feel bad to say it, but my I don't think I could take that on. I don't think I could take on any level of disability. Any, mm-hmm. I'm like, you know what? You have to be honest with yourself and what your yeah. family can take on because yeah. this is, you know, your family. And you also want to provide the best environment for the child too. It's not just, yeah. oh, I'm going to buy this kid and bring him home. You know? yeah. <laughs> I have to make sure, I have to yeah. make sure that this is the best possible environment for them. And if mm-hmm. this is not something that we can take on, then, then we can't. And I think that's okay to say. Yeah. Well, this is what I'm prepared for. Because, I mean, parenthood already has so many unknowns. <laughs> oh, So many unknowns. It's a dice throw for the day. You don't know what you're going to get. <laughs> it is like, is, is dice exactly. I mean, you never know, even yeah. when they're older. Yeah. So, I mean, I think it's, that is part of adoption, to have those conversations with yourself yeah. and to be real with what is okay and not feel bad that... You know, mm-hmm. you can't adopt all the kids in the world. I mean, we're not all Angelina Jolie. God bless her. But <laughs> I uh, wish I was. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it wouldn't hurt. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I well, I, I mean, like getting yeah, getting back to what you're saying, that's so that's so true. I mean, and I think that that was the helpful part of the home study. Yeah. We had a wonderful social worker yeah. that we worked with and she was adopted herself, so she understood from that perspective the, that whole situation. And she was so gentle and kind. And she was like, you just need to be honest with me. Yeah. What can you handle? What would be your ideal situation? Let's write it down. Yeah. Because you don't want to set yourself up for failure and you don't want to set up this child for failure. Yeah. Thinking that you can rescue every child in the right. world. So that that was really helpful for me. But yeah, just just the whole fostering thing. I was like, mate, like you, I think it's still on the table. I think as Max gets older, maybe. Right. And I can be a more senior mother. <laughs> and now I'm the rookie, right? So I have no I idea. It gets pretty tired um, when you're 40, though, Helen. So just, <laughs> just FYI. Uh, I'm turning 34 this year, so uh, it's not that far away. Um, but yeah, so – and then – so you guys went domestic, mm-hmm. and and your home study allowed you to adopt anywhere in the nation, correct? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I've, I'm trying to remember. I think, we, yeah, we were cleared for yeah. anywhere domestically, and I don't remember the ages and things like that. But yeah, that that was a process. Yeah. <laughs> Did you guys have a website? We we 
put together a whole website and did you guys do any of that? We made a website because the agents we were with, they were not in our state. They were in another state. And so they said, you know, it'd be helpful to have our book online Mm. just in case any of their expectant mothers wanted to, you know, we also made a book Mm. about our family. So we mailed them some books, but then we also had a website. So we just, but we didn't like share it publicly because we weren't adopting private, you know, on our own. Okay. But we did make one. Okay. Did you have a Facebook page? No. Okay. No. Yeah, we were encouraged to do like Facebook page yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and all of that stuff. I mean, maybe in the future. Yeah. I, if if we <laughs> it, it, it sort of ebbs and flows whether or not <laughs> we're we're ready for another one or if we're open to another one. I mean, we're always yeah open to whatever is placed in our laps. But yeah, I mean, we. After the fact, we had looked into, I mean, there are different routes to take. So there's like, there's Mm -hmm. private, there's Mm -hmm. agencies, Mm -hmm. there are consultants. So people who work with a bunch of different agencies. And so that sort of broadens your range. And then there are some consultants that just give you, like help you promote yourself. And so Mm -hmm. there are different avenues. So anybody that's listening, if you're (laughs) thinking about it, there's so many different avenues to take when when adopting. And so we might explore one of those if we decide to adopt in the future. We'll see. (laughs) <laughs> How was the conversation like with Mariana? She had been praying for a sibling since she was like two, since she was okay. old enough to to do it. And yeah. so, you know, we were just like, we, we're going to, we try to explain to her very basically what adoption is. And we said, would that be okay with you? You would have a sibling. Yeah, that's fine. And Aww. so, you know, she, she's a very mellow, easygoing kid. And she was just, she was super down for it. And yeah. then when we were matched with one and she, she's like, well, I hope it's a girl. And because we were matched when her birth mother was 10 weeks along. So we didn't know the gender. We didn't oh, know anything. Okay. But we were open to it. And yeah. so she was jazzed when she found out <laughs> she was having a sister. Oh. Yeah. They actually kind of look alike. They isn't do that, kind of look like, which funny? is crazy. <laughs> Whenever I see their pictures, I'm just like. That is They both amazing. have the same wacky sense of humor, too. <laughs> oh, really? It's been a very entertaining summer so far. Oh. <sighs> <sighs> <laughs> so, okay. So when you got matched and the Valentina's birth mother is in another state. Yes. How did that work? Um, how well, did you guys stay oh. in communication? Like, we, I mean, we, we talked on the phone. A few times in the beginning, and then she's more comfortable with text messaging. So okay. I sort of just followed her cues, and I was like, mm-hmm. what are you comfortable with, and how mm-hmm. often do you want to correspond? A lot of the communication was sort of mediated between through the agency, too. Like, mm-hmm. if she was in need of something, then she would tell them, and then they would tell us. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we got to know each other, like, on a personal level, mm-hmm. through mostly through text messages. And that's how we – I don't know if it's semi-open or op- – but she – we're in contact still, mm-hmm. and I send her pictures, and that's what she asked for, just pictures every now and then. Okay. But yeah, so we just got to know each other over text. That was sort of her jam and that's yeah. how we went. So I just okay. followed her lead. Did you have to go and meet her multiple times before um, you got to take Valentina home? Or We met her once. So they were across the country and we went mm-hmm. to go meet them maybe like she's born four months before she was born just so that she could get to know us and we mm-hmm. could get to know her. And mm-hmm. we went to a, an appointment with her and got to see the ultrasound so that was nice oh that's and, awesome yeah and then the next time we saw her is when when valentino was born wow <laughs> wow and correct me if i'm wrong there's no such thing as closed adoptions anymore oh i don't know oh, i okay. i think the i think the expectant parents or the birth parents can uh 
So they're expectant before the placement and their yeah. birth parents after, after the placement. placement. Mm-hmm. Lots, lots of adoption techno- <laughs> terminology nowadays. <laughs> they, they can request for it to be closed. Okay. So, but that would be their request. I don't mm-hmm. think they're as common nowadays, mm-hmm. closed adoptions, but I think they can request for it to be closed because I've seen some people on the adoption group saying, you know, they re- the birth parents requested for this to be closed. I don't want it to be closed, but this is what they asked for. Mm-hmm. And so if there's an agency that sort of mediates it, sometimes they can like send stuff to the agencies. So if the mm-hmm. if the birth parent chooses to, they can go see it. But yeah, I think at, at their request that everything can be sealed if they want. Okay. Okay. And how... You know, Valentina is getting older now. When do you plan on talking to her huh. about adoption? It's an interesting thing. I mean, I don't plan to hide it. It's yeah. not. It's not something. I mean, she looks like us. So my. So she's African American. Yeah. We're Filipino. Yeah. We have the same beautiful shade of brown skin. <laughs> oddly enough, she's gorgeous. She's gorgeous. Gorgeous. I'm in trouble because both my daughters are gorgeous. <laughs> my husband's in trouble. <laughs> Just keep them at home. Well, you know, no problem this last year. Not gone anywhere. But you know, her her hair looks different, yeah. and you know, her some of her facial features are different. So there's yeah. there are some differences, yeah. and some sometimes people say things when we go out. But you know, whatever. I have my a variety of snarky comments to or or charitable ones, depending how I feel that day. Wow. But it's very interesting. Sometimes they talk about it, and you know, we have books that talk about it. Mm. I don't think she's really develop- developmentally there to understand. Mm-hmm. But you know, she's getting to the age, and so she loves Muppet Babies. And mm-hmm. there's a new season of Muppet Babies, and they're talking about how Fozzie, his sister, was adopted. And I was like, okay, well, maybe you know, this is how oh. we're going to start talking about. It. So I think oh. just like building blocks and talking right. about like you know. You were born in somebody else's tummy. She loves you very much. This is not, you know, I want her to to understand that this wasn't a, it wasn't because she wasn't loved or not wanted, but because mm-hmm. it these were the circumstances and yeah. and there was an abundance of love that placed her from one family to another yeah. that expanded her family network that yeah. that brought her to us that we want to provide all that for her and mm-hmm. so I think it's you know with with any child it's a lifelong sort of journey. Mm-hmm. I know that that adds a little extra dimension of her discovering who she is and 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 her place in the world. So mm-hmm. I pray for that all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, we have resources. We have other friends who adopted. Yeah, probably when when it starts to you know, if she starts talking about, oh well, you know, older sister was born in your tummy. Like, yeah. I don't intend to shy away from it. I, I think I'll just follow her lead. Sure. And want her to want it to be something she celebrates. Yeah. So because adoption's nothing to be ashamed of. No. It's actually really awesome. It's really and historically awesome. very common. Yes. It's everywhere. It is. That book that you sent me yeah. was so helpful because it's the, one of my favorite books. It's the theme of adoption is everywhere. Yeah. Every everywhere. And it blows my mind that people don't talk about it more. Right. I it, loved how it was like, it's woven in history. Yeah. It's in the blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. And people did it as a mechanism to like expand their, you mm-hmm. know, I don't remember the title of the book. Maybe we can like link it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't either. <laughs> uh, I was upset to my wife. <laughs> but, it was, but it was amazing. And so yeah. it, it really, and it really has sort of like, I like how she, t- the, the book talked about how it like expands, like your family has this like your home is this beacon of belonging, right? Mm-hmm. And then it just sort of like sp- spins outward. And then like yeah. everybody sees that like belonging can be much more than just, well, I had this kid and, you know, yeah, which is super beautiful. Like yeah. I love both my kids amazingly, no matter yeah. how they came to me. But I love that it's like this like outward statement too of like, 
you know, I was raised in a, a single parent family. My parents mm-hmm. got divorced when I was young mm-hmm. and I was raised by my father. Mm-hmm. I didn't have a mother figure a mm-hmm. lot. And mm-hmm. other, my friend's mothers like stepped in Yeah, and they, you know, they like, they mothered me and mm-hmm. it helped me to understand that like your family can be more like your family circle can be more. And I think that also tinged my idea of, mm-hmm. well, you know, these other people loved me as their child. I can love another child as my mm-hmm. child. Yeah. Um, and then my husband's parents are very sweet and loving. Mm-hmm. His parents are still together. So I, <laughs> I grew up with the one parent. He grew up with both. And they're this beautiful, like, beacon of love. And yeah. and they love and accept everybody into their home. And I'm Aww. like, wow, that's like, you know, so um, wow. great examples of family everywhere and what that can look like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, talking about family, how did your how did your family respond <laughs> to when you told them? Mark and I are, are adopting. <laughs> <laughs> I think they, they were all very receptive. You know, they're okay. they're very happy all the way around. My dad passed away a long time ago, mm. uh, a, a year after we got married. So he didn't. He hasn't actually met any of our kids, but he's you know from having pranks. Yes, yeah. But so my brother is around. He was he was pretty jazzed about it. Yeah, and you know because he gets another niece or nephew, another niece. and then <laughs> and then my my mother and father in law and my sisters in law they were very happy too. I mean. Any, anything you can, we're Filipino, anything you can do to add to family is, is, is great. So yeah, everybody was happy. That's awesome. Yeah. I think Steve's family, they're, they're, they're Irish, they're Irish Americans, especially his, his mom is a hundred percent Irish and adoption in the Irish culture is very, very common. Oh, okay. So it was like very, it was like, yeah, of course. Yeah. Like, that's so cool. Absolutely. Let's do this. Vietnamese culture, I think you know, we're, we're more, I think as a, as a culture, as a community, we're more introverted people. And then when you get to know us, we're like super loud, we're like a marketplace. (laughs) Right. But I think the idea of adoption and paying for an adoption is very, a very foreign concept in Vietnam. It's more like you come out, you know, you walk out of your door, there's a kid under a tree. Okay. (laughs) That kid needs a mom. I'm going to take them in. And it was like, 10th, 12th, 11th child. No big deal. Another yeah, yeah. mouth to feed is not a big deal. Um, so adoption kind of happens sporadically mm-hmm. in the Vietnamese culture because there's an abundance of children that needs parents and mm-hmm. we're very loving people and so we take them in. But the idea of having to pay, like pay an agency or pay yeah. the government f- and doing all this paperwork was yeah. very foreign for yeah, my family. Yeah, yeah. It was like very weird. So I was a little, I was a bit nervous telling my parents and how they would respond to it. The young, the younger generations in my family were like ecstatic. They were like very, very excited about it. But the older ones, they were like, "Mm, okay, sure. You know, like, is this really something that you guys really want to do? They just kind of like let it unfold. Yeah. And I think when it became a reality, so you said, you said you had like nine months to a year yeah. for Valentina. I had like a month and a half. Yeah, that's not a lot of lead time. <laughs> no, no lead time. You should have just showed up with the baby. Yeah. Hey, guys, look. Pretty much. Pretty much. We kind of told them like, hey, this is happening. And they're like, my mom is like the biggest skeptic. She does not believe anything you say until you <laughs> until it's actually like in your face kind of situation. So she was like. Just hold things lightly. Anything can happen. And 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 you know, you know that like legally the birth right. mother has 48 hours right. after giving birth to change her mind. And so she was like, you have to really surrender all of this, not get attached to this child. Yeah. 
until it's actually yours. And so, yeah, when I talked about it with them, they were like, oh, I don't know. And then I brought him home. Yeah. And it was like instant love. Yeah. Like they are obsessed. The kid's not going to walk <laughs> because there's always someone wanting to hold him. And some like he is such a ham because I think he always has someone to talk to right now. Yeah. And when you're gone, he's just like, uh, excuse me, adopted, needs <laughs> attention, needs love, you know? So that was kind of my experience. And I'm the first, I'm the first in my family to adopt. Mm -hmm. um, and so that was like very, very different as well. And, and my, and, and Max is white. And my husband and I are interracial. He's he's white. He's Irish and German. I'm Vietnamese. And so, again, my family is like, well, then you need to – we're going to teach him Vietnamese. You know, I was like, have at it. <laughs> yeah. That's great. That's great that he's going to be bilingual. And, yeah, yeah. and they're like, we're going to teach him to eat fish sauce sure, and rice. And all. I was like, I think he's going to love that. I think he's good. Like, so they've, like, totally embraced him and is so obsessed with him right now. He I, – I wish people knew – like, because he's adopted, there is this automatic overflowing of love yeah. for him from everyone yeah. in our community. From all sides. Everyone. Friends, family, everybody. Holy, holy cow. People you haven't talked to in a long time. Like, yes. if you talk about it, they'll, like, message you, like, hey, you know. And yeah. Yeah. The outpouring of love is amazing. It, it's this, this, it's this. We want you to know, little child, yeah. that you are wanted and loved and special. Yeah. And your adoption just makes you extra special. Yeah. There's just like overcompensation of love. Yeah. I don't know. It's Did beautiful you to you. See it in like your friends and your family. Like mm -hmm. you almost love them more because yes. you see how much they love this child. Yeah. Um, and you, it's kind of like a no-brainer, right? Like if they're of yours biologically, they're going to love them no matter what. Yes. I mean, you know, in most families. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, but in my family, definitely. And, yeah. um, but then, you know, you, so it almost expands your love for other people too, because mm -hmm. you can see how far their love stretches because my friends and my family too, just embrace Valentina and, and they love her as we love her. And yeah, you know, it's not like, well, we're going to love this one differently because they came right. here different, you know, they're yeah. just like, Hey, where's Valentina? You know? So, uh, yeah. Yeah. Lo love everywhere. Love fest. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And for my son's birth parents he has wonderful birth parents and they're local which makes it so so easy to get to get in touch with them and and just you know drive drive over or something like that and it was like an instant new family yeah and i think that's so so cool yeah and i again that's like you know you did such a great job in like kind of preparing me for some of the some of the steps that's going to happen with adoption but until you're in it, the yeah. experience is emotional. It's psychological. It's it's physical. It's such a roller coaster. It's everything. Yeah, and everything. And there's so many things that I didn't think about. The dynamic that which that would change between me and my husband. It's you know Max is our first. Yeah, and having a first adopted child, you are an instant parent overnight. <laughs> yeah, you did not get nine months to prepare. Right, right. prepare and. So it shifts your world. It changes everything. And so adoption, I can't I can't think of anything more beautiful and yeah. more privileged to be a part of. Yeah. It's 
you, people ask me like if I have any regrets. What, mm-hmm. what, what are your regrets about? Mm-hmm. You have any regrets about this? Mm-hmm. I think my only regret. I tell them my only regret was that I didn't do it sooner. Yeah, yeah, that I hadn't tried. Sooner. But I mean, if I had tried sooner, it wouldn't have been Valentina. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and that's uh, it's important to me that mm-hmm. that that that's her because she was meant to be with us. So yeah. But yeah, I love that. There, yeah. I mean, and everybody's adoption story is different, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, you, we have very different stories, you and I, but then we yeah. share a lot of commonalities. And as our yeah. kids grow up, they're going to have some commonalities too. And yeah, these other families become your family. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's amazing. I mean, it's, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. It's super duper crazy, but it's, yeah. it's amazing. And, and yeah. it's, I mean, it's worth it. Yeah. yeah. What would you say as we wrap up, what would you say to women out there that are, that have an unplanned pregnancy or a pregnancy they're just not ready for? Mm. What would you like to say to them Um, to encourage them that adoption should be on the table as something they should look at? Like what, what would you like to say? I would like to say, well, you're already a mother. So (laughs) when you become pregnant, that's, Mm -hmm. You're a mother, and as someone who's who's carried a child, and also someone who's who's raising a child that's not biologically mm-hmm. theirs, but very much theirs. Yeah, that just the the best thing you can do for your child is to to love them and to to make the best possible choices for them. Whether that means that you place them in somebody else's care, mm-hmm. and also, I mean, there was so much control that our our birth mother had. You know, mm-hmm. she got to pick. Right. She got to choose from different families. Mm-hmm. She got to know us first. She got to see what the family would look like. Mm-hmm. And so there's I think the way adoption is portrayed sometimes, it's not always that way. It's not like you just drop your baby off. And yeah. I mean, there's a lot the the ball is absolutely in their court. They get yeah. to pick the family the child would be in. They get to pick the parents. They get to envision how that life would be. That it is a very loving choice. Mm-hmm. I, I, I can't speak for every child. I mean, I've spoken to some adult adoptees that say, you know, they don't resent their birth parents. They, they absolutely love the family that they grew up in. I think the choices you have to make for your child, they start from day one when yeah. you see the test. And that this, however you parent, whether it's with you or, or with, with somebody else, because you, our birth mother is still a part of her baby's life, mm-hmm. as is yours. Mm-hmm. It, it could, whatever your family decides to look like you're being a loving mother mm-hmm. and being a mother comes with very difficult choices, mm-hmm. very, very difficult choices, whether you mother your own child or place them with somebody else to be mm-hmm. raised. So, mm-hmm. but as long as the choices that you make are with love mm-hmm. and with the, your child's best interests at heart, mm-hmm. because trust me, <laughs> when my kids want, if I gave my kids everything they wanted, <laughs> I would not be a good disaster. <laughs> I would not be a good mother and I I deny them a lot. But then, you know, ultimately the choices we make as parents are for the betterment of our children and yeah. to give our child a loving, stable mm-hmm. home and to let them know that from the from the day one that they were loved mm-hmm. is is a precious precious gift, no matter what that looks like. Yeah. So, yeah. Thank you. That's yeah. so beautiful and thank you for your time yeah. and thank you for leaving your babies oh, to be here with me okay. today. <laughs> Thanks Mark for watching them. <laughs> Well, we'll definitely, you know, for listeners out there that whatever stage of life you're in, if you're thinking of children, having wanting to have children, if you can't have children, if you're thinking of putting your child up for adoption, I hope this episode has helped you kind of 
get a perspective of from two adoptive parents, like parents that have adopted children, and how grateful we are to have that opportunity to do this. It's an honor and a blessing, and we can't imagine our children not being in our lives yeah. now as sleep deprived as I am. <laughs> um, but if you're listening out there, if you know folks that that need to hear our story, please share this episode and and hopefully inspire you to talk more about adoption, make adoption more uh, available to people and 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 possibly if this is something you're thinking about here at 3W we really, really want to welcome this opportunity and this conversation. So make an appointment with with our medical provider. But also, I'm here if you ever want to talk about my experience as adoption. I know that my son's birth mother is also very, very open to sharing her experience and her story as someone that adopted their child to me. So if you ever wanted to just talk about it. We're we're here for you and we're part of your community and we're we really encourage you to really exhaust every option out there before before any big major decisions, you know. So, thank you so very much for for tuning in, for listening to to our story. I'm sure I'm going to have Anna back. Actually, I really want to have Mark from his perspective oh, as, he'd a, be fun. as a as a guy how yeah. adoption affected him so um <laughs> so we're we're gonna do that so stay tuned stay in touch and please like and share these episodes and feel free to reach out to us for any questions so thank you again for listening to wellness wednesday this is helen and anna thank you so much anna thanks <laughs> for more information about 3w please visit our website at 3wmedical.org that's the number three the letter W, medical.org. From there, you can learn more information about the services we provide. Book an appointment or make a donation if you'd like to support our mission. You can also call our office at 206-588-0311. That's 206-588-0311. If you like this episode, please share it with others and consider subscribing on your favorite podcast platform so you never miss an episode. Thank you so much for listening. And until next time, stay healthy and be well.